Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex in the city for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And welcome to season six. This is it. This is it. Season six. six. The final season. Wow. Wow. We've this is crazy. uh, This is in a positive way. This is when you've just you've gone through a good roller coaster and you're cruising in. You're cruising into the end and you're like, that was an amazing ride. And then all of a sudden, you're like, don't the thing your friends didn't tell you about one more drop one more drop one more more drop drop, one more loop yeah and really if you think about it the way see the season six roller coasters are broken up two more drops two more drops season six they split it into two yeah i mean so does that that means it's a gigantic season there's like 20 i think it's i think it's i think it's at least 18 episodes oh hallelujah that is i think 26 episodes it's 49 i think it's got i think it's 112 episodes holy shit what were they thinking there's no way they can it's do It's a that. whole, it's a whole other thing. There are twenty episodes. Man, twenty episodes in season fantastic. six. That's twenty. A, that's count them. That's a big boy. That's a big boy right there. <laughs> that's oh, a big man. episode. That's a, Mr. That's big, a boy. big season. How, well, how um, you guys, how you feeling about about getting on this coaster? I feel great. I mean, if you think about, I was thinking about it today about season five and everywhere. Season five was an interesting one for us because. We we started it and then we went to L.A. We did a lot of season five in Los Angeles. Season five That's was true. interesting because we were hammered in Los Angeles the entire time we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and then and when then, we got uh, back to New York, the the world ended. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then we got back here and it <laughs> it all fell apart. We were like, but the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, we finished season five. We were talking about this with Katie the other night. Yeah. We finished season five the Sunday before COVID lockdown. Yeah. Sheesh. We were at, we were at Jeremy's studio. Mm-hmm. We did the season five final episode and the Kristen Davis episode call all in one day. And then that Wednesday is when, that's when that I went it. back yeah. home from work and that's when they started shooting their, uh, not shooting, uh, shutting, shutting places down. down. Yeah. Yeah. I got a really, uh, like when, cause Corey has a, um, a dis- not disposable camera, but a film camera. Um, yeah. Like a 35 million. And when you got our pictures from LA developed and he sent them out to everybody, including our one friend, uh, who was on the trip with us, Harlan. And, uh, our trip was not the most fun. Like it was. No, exci- we, had some, we had some stuff happen. That was not fun. It was exhilarating mm-hmm. at times. And then other times it was just very, very, very stressful. And yes. Yeah. And like, our Jen Kirkman episode, Ben Weber was so fun. Every outfit, yeah. Courtney Peruso, like the episodes were the highlights of the trip. But yeah. um, it was just a very tense, uh, difficult thing because of some of our Airbnb stuff and some yeah, we scheduling had apartment stuff. issues. And uh, and it was funny because I feel like we did make the most of it, and I don't think we complained. We really did make the most of it. But then when I got back and we couldn't see each other anymore, I was like, you know what? It, it felt like it was like, I'd love to get bed bugs at an Airbnb one day again. If I get to be with my friends, if, yeah, if I get to absolutely. see my friends and there's one bed, we'll deal with the bed bug. 
We'll yeah. deal with the yeah. death bug. But uh that was that was a wild time. Yeah, I and mean, looking back, it's like that wasn't so bad. I, yeah, it was. You know, we're we're in a, we're in a way more difficult place now. But Listen, yeah. it 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 was it was a pain, and we all came back, and we had you know we were all like you had to do the the check of like, all right, I gotta like put my stuff in the dryer or whatever. Right. But the level of that compared to what we've been living with for seven weeks. That's true. And everybody. Now you're constantly kind of living in that. If you go outside, you come yeah. back in and you're like, all right, I got to do, I got to do my, I got to do my sanita- sanitization. Well, you know what? I think you having, I just thought of this. I think you having a disposable camera made it, mm-hmm. made it more, uh, made me think about it differently than if I had them in my own cell phone camera roll, because it was like, yeah. I saw the memories that were not from my perspective in my phone. They were like, we had to wait for them. And then I was like, Oh, that was us in front of that restaurant. That was actually good. That, that was us in our Airbnb. The, that was so fun. It was just yeah, like dude. a weird thing that we're not used to anymore if you don't have a disposable camera. Dude, when you talk That's, about disposable cameras, like uh, there's the office episode where Aaron, the secretary, takes a picture and then throws it away. And she's like, I love disposable pa- cameras. I, I just really wish I could see the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a good, it's such a good bit. Oh, That's, That's amazing. so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Well, um, um, what do you, uh, it's, it, this is another thing. This is like an emotional, this, this is just an emotional pre-up for us. You know, we're beginning get, em, get, get emotional, man. Let's break it down. Emotional. Well, it's Let's like, talk about it. It, it. Just think about our journey and our doing this. And there's like more and more people listening and more and more people. And, and people are like, what are you going to do at the end of season six? And I was like, I don't know. I've never, I've actually never enjoyed doing it more than the past, past few months. Yeah. Like I, I think it's never been as successful and it's also never been as, as fun. And it's actually mentally saved me knowing like Mondays I get to like, not just be like, what's up guys. But like, we have a mission on Mondays to do an yeah. episode and mm-hmm. it's been very grounding for quarantine to see you and then to also interact with listeners and stuff and be like. Mm-hmm. not isolating you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it makes me excited to watch episodes not just make them but watch sex in the city too because we haven't got to do that for a while yeah and, and yeah that's that's a good point we've gained a whole bunch of we've been very fortunate during this quarantine to uh talk to chris and davis at the beginning and then talk to uh, sarah jessica parker in the middle and release that awesome mega episode so we've gained a whole new kind of fan base of listeners mm-hmm. And for you who are just joining us and, and catching up and, and and coming on board right now, thanks for being here. We're gonna do this. Yeah. This is this is gonna be exciting. Thanks. Season yeah. six, we've heard a lot about it, and, and we're pumped to watch it. Listen, all one million of you that <laughs> just hopped on to the, thank you for being here. We love. Let's let's just say each one thing that we love about Sex and City. I'll go first. Yeah, I love. Mr. Baldman, Harry motherfucking Goldenblatt. Harry Goldenblatt. He has Harry motherfucking wow. He's changed the game and the casting of the show. It's taken away, it's wiped away a whole five seasons of anti-bald bias from the show has been w- washed away by that. Yeah, good thing they good thing they made the bald guy sexy. Oh no, wait, he had cream cheese all over his face and oh. dripped sweat on Charlotte. He did he he did a lot for bald rights. I think his confidence is sexy. I think that's part of what it is. That'd be so awesome if you just left the cream cheese on for like all two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Davis goes to like wipe it away and he's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey. Lay off. No, no, no. That that's like one of there. my favorite things. Have you all seen the naked gun? You know, the naked gun movies like yeah, from yeah. the like 90s. There's a thing where Leslie Nielsen is there with a guy who's so tall that he's out of frame and they keep talking about how big this guy is. And at one point he's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, Bert, you, you got something on your mouth there. And you just see a hand go up and out of frame and swat. And then from out of frame, a whole banana just falls. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Good. Corey, like, what's, oh, yeah, you, your face. what's your uh, what's your favorite thing about Sex and the City? <sighs> you know. I think it's, we talk so much about the relationships and how good it is for people, but I like the fact they have those relationships. And then I like the fact that they just weave in the goofs. Yeah. I love, I love in the episode where Carrie goes to have her birthday and nobody shows up. One of my favorite things there is when they walk out and they start singing 
and then she smiles and then they just go to a different table. Oh, it's like yeah, yeah. such a great, it's such a, and they, and they don't do it. It's not like mean spirited. They do it in a way where they really set you up. And then it's just like, Nope, sorry. And then after that, she drops the cake and all the construction workers yell at her. Yeah. But Which brings us to our guest for today. The three construction workers from that scene are on the podcast. <laughs> they are <laughs> crazy. They're all from the, uh, they're all from Rada. Uh, they're all actors from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, <laughs> and uh, that's the only thing they've ever been on TV. That's the only thing they ever had cast as. Um, my John, what about you? So <clears throat> my favorite thing, and what I'm looking forward to the most, is seeing the city. Um, you know, w- between the three of us, we have what, like, 40 years of living in New York. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, especially right now, none of us have been in the city. None of us, none of us have like experienced the vibrancy of the city. And I think they do an amazing job paying homage to what I think is the best city in the world. And uh, it, it truly is the fifth character. Fifth character. And uh, it's, it, there's reasons why there's tours. There's reasons why you know people come here and associate so much with Sex and the City. And so um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see a live, active, bubbling city in season six and kind of living vicariously mm. through the girls. So... Uh, and for I miss New that, York. I love New York. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's like the the city is a fifth character is like a huge thing we've heard about so much and we find to be so true. And you know that's true because when they did tried to do the spinoff Sex in Boy Sex in Boise, it just didn't. Yeah. It was four vibrant characters, but Boise just did not have the zhuzh. Potato sales like <laughs> skyrocketed. The, People were the eating amount, potatoes. Oh, the amount of lays tie-ins they did and the jokes about like getting lays, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and like yeah. oh, this, he the, laid her. The and Samantha, they kept bringing the Samantha the chips. character in, in, in yeah. Sex in Idaho was was really the digging jokes, into those yeah. lays jokes. And then and Samantha would walk in at some point and she would be like, she found the new guy that was cheating on her, and she was like, she was like, "You're not the hoe, Idaho." <laughs> she said that she. That line landed so well and when then, she did that. And then when Richard gets caught eating that girl out, right? When it mm-hmm. has the face of his reveal, it reveals him and he has two Pringles duck lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, man. That guy goes down. That that uh, that guy goes down on Miranda and he has a glazed face, but instead but it just looks like he's had his face in a potato souffle. All the time. We love these Instead chat tubes. It's just so much noise. It's so crunchy. They're just. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! That is. Yeah, that one didn't spin off as well. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was a. That was a. Needless to say, six seasons of that got a little laborious. <laughs> needless to say. Needless to say. <laughs> oh man, like I would love to see who is the Charlotte York of Boise, Idaho. Oh my gosh! Like, what what are some stereotypes about this about this woman? We could hop on. I mean, we could hop on like Tinder or one of those things and place it in Boise and just and get a get a lay of the land, a lays of the land. (laughs) Why have you guys not done that? I want to see what kind of action there is in in Idaho. Where's my phone? I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Um, speaking speaking of phones, what's the episode today? I just checked the time. Season six, episode one is to market to market, um, to market to market, to market to market. And you guys, I'm on the Wikipedia page, and I got I got spoiled right out of the gates. No. I'm seeing some na- I'm seeing some names on here that I should not be seeing. Oh, I don't want to look at it then. But but that's the thing with Sex and City; they show you in the credits anyway, in the in the rolling credits. That's a good point. So, um, to market to market, uh, I already know because I looked. But what do you guys? What do you? What's your guess that this is about? Market to market market what um to market to I don't market even know. Uh, we have to catch it i guess it is it apartment buying is it apartment buying does it have to do with real estate markets we'll uh, have to see to market to market let's let's go watch it it's gonna be sad this is the first time we're watching it not in the same room that is really true that is like we are entering the think I know I got to get us to the episode but think about the journey that we have all taken we started this we started watching it together and we've done it like we've watched it in LA together. We've watched it in your office. We've watched it in the studio with Jeremy. We watched it in the Hamptons. We've done it in all these different places. And now 
like we're on the final, the like we're cresting the final hill and we're, we're apart, like doing it apart. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's and and you know, like we're all in a movie club together. So like we're used to watching things apart, but this is different yeah. than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different. Cause it's like the whole, what we're about to do and we get, we'll keep the zoom on and be able to maybe interact and stuff. But like, Mm-hmm. The whole point was like, oh, it'd be great to get in the same room and mm-hmm. do this. And it's weird to then not be able to. That was like two years ago. It was like, oh, that even if no one listens, at least I get to hang out with John and Corey yeah. in the same room and we'll have an excuse to do that. And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but it'll, yeah. St- it'll still be great. Of course. Of course. All right. Let's go. Let's go watch the episode and uh, and and pop back and chat about it. Mm. Oh, Rizzle. Chip, chip, chip. Chomp, chomp. Bye. Episode 75. To market, to market. While nervously anticipating her first date with Berger, Carrie runs into Aiden for the first time since their breakup and is surprised by how far he's moved on. Miranda realizes she's in love with Steve, only to hear he has a new girlfriend. Charlotte struggles with Harry's assertion that he can only marry a Jew. Samantha sleeps with the stockbroker who gives her insider tips while inside her. And now, back to the boys. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're uh, back in more ways than one. We're back. That's right. Um, <sighs> to market, now- to market. Kevin, I think you, mm. right when we ended that episode, you said, what? Do you remember what you said? Said I miss New York. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That was it a special start, episode. Starts you off with a bang with all the cabs and all the, her rushing around. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. That's just like the chaos that I love in my life. That's why I didn't move here to live in my fucking bedroom. I, it's true. It's so <laughs> true. I mean, like I, John and I've talked about this, but like living here now, like uh, living here now, just being in your apartment all the time, like there are some nice things where you're like, oh, cool. I have some like projects I want to get to or like, oh, I like being in my space. But you're right. There's a thing where you see that at the beginning. And it's not even just the moments of like, it's not even the moments of like, oh, wow, they're out of some crazy thing. It's just like the morning. Yeah. The morning of like, she's like, oh, shoot, I'm late to work. She hops in a cab. You're like rushing there. You're seeing people going through their morning routine. Like that is the, that's the best New York. Just like the that's, daily it's part It's so of funny it. though, because if tomorrow we woke up and we could go back into the city, by Thursday, we'd be bitching about the subway. Oh, it'd be the worst. <laughs> you would hate it. You would talk about how terrible it is. Yeah, do you remember? But also, do you remember like, you know, it's like it's, living in New York is like Christmas with family. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, it was actually, it was a really amazing Christmas. It was like, it was great. You know, we had a really nice time. But if you like cut away to it. It'd be like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? And it's still- no, not you, not you, Kevin. <laughs> I'm ruining Christmas this year. You're ruining Christmas this year. But it's Took like it's, of it. it's the it's that intense relationship that yeah. makes it that makes yeah. it beautiful because yeah. because even I mean, we'll talk about the whole episode. But even at the end, it's like it's like oh, she saw him. She knew before, but it's like I'm down for a movie. I'll meet up. Yeah, like your your day switches on a dime. This happens. You walk past a person. You meet someone for lunch. You're like, I'm in this neighborhood. Let's get coffee. Your ex-boyfriend's yeah. holding the baby called Tater. Yeah. He's got someone. he's got no hair and big eyes. Oh, my gosh. Holy fuck. What? What? We talked about potatoes for 15 minutes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Holy shit. That's insane. That Yo, was that, that, is, that that is that's sex in Boise dude, right there. I, it's Aiden's kid. I promise it's you, you listener, I promise you we did not watch this episode dude, before. That's yeah. true. We, we had, no had no idea. idea. We had Holy. no idea we we're gonna meet Tater. Uh, oh my gosh. Dude, that that is honestly whatever you listener, whatever you felt just now of like, whoa. That was great. That's what living in New York is all the time. Just constantly yeah, just true. a mishmash of coincidence and wild Oh my gosh. Adventure. Yeah, so for those of you that oh. didn't watch the episode, we'll get to this, but Aiden has a baby and he says it's tater because it looks like a little potato, <laughs> which is like can we agree that that's the most Aiden thing he's ever said? Like of Listen, course you'd call that- his kid tater. We will talk about this, but that scene was peak Aiden. Oh. It was amazing. My gosh. Dude, we got to, John, you got to give us the recap now because we're about to get into it hard. Let me, let me pull up my phone and do the recap. While I'm looking for my notes, um, would you like, is it like a dream of yours to ring the bell in the opening of the stock market? Kevin, so we talked about this the other night. I don't remember. I feel like we were on a group chat with people or something, but didn't you do something like that for the off-Broadway show you were in? Uh, I was in an off-Broadway show that I also wrote called how to be a new yorker and we Great got show. a review in backstage.com and they gave us a d plus <laughs> dude that's not bad i'm good um no but i was in uh, an off-broadway show and we got to ro- ring the closing bell for the nasdaq um so they like brought us onto the like floor area and we got to like ring the bell i'll post some pictures of it that's really cool alongside carrie but yeah that's it, was, awesome. it was really really cool but the stock exchange is different from uh, the NASDAQ because there's not a bunch of people on the floor trading with the NASDAQ. It's just like some guy sitting behind a computer screen? Um, I mean, it's the NASDAQ is a computer, I think. So it's kind of just like a little office building and they have like an area in Times Square with all of the numbers. But it was still like exciting. It was really That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's do the, the episode summary here. Uh, you heard Katie talk about it, but the through line of the episode, it's a stock market episode. Uh, she obviously rings the bell in the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, the through line she asks is both in relationships and the stock market, why do we keep investing? Um, and every single um, uh, character has their kind of moment of questioning why they are doing this. Uh, Charlotte and and Harry are wrestling with uh, Harry making a promise to his mother that he would marry a Jewish woman. And so Charlotte is starting to consider what it would look like if she switched religions and became Jewish. Uh, Miranda, which was a big uh, surprise to me, realizes Mm -hmm. uh, after getting shit on her face that she's in love with Steve. Um, (laughs) Carrie uh, um, is kind of nervous. And um, uh, I guess her storyline is like about the first date with Berger, like is it like she's kind of psyching herself up and, and, and getting in her head about going on her first real date with burger. And then Miranda's of course is literally, uh, investing themed. She meets her neighbor, Chip Kilkenny, which was great to meet him. Cause he Wait, was in Samantha. Our, Samantha. Did you say Miranda I'm sorry, Samantha? Samantha, Samantha yeah, yeah. meets Chip Kilkenny who was in our March Bradness tournament. And he, uh, is a stockbroker that gives her insider trading tips and eventually, um, gets, arrested while he's handcuffed uh having sex with samantha so that was a that was a that was a treat of a scene do you feel like they they cut there was like a little scene that they cut or a line they cut that was inside of her trading inside her training it, it, it either they did Ooh. or they lost they missed a huge opportunity yeah and, you, and then and, i'm sure there was another thing about the nasdaq nasdaq <laughs> And listen, listen, the cock exchange, sex and the city writers, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Inside and her trading. That's true. Inside her trading. Um, mm, honey, that's S- inside S- her trading. Mm, it looks like we got a big rise on the S and P. Yeah. Dow Lots Jones, of great jokes. More like, more like Dick. <laughs> Dick Jones. More like Dong Jones. More like, More like Dow Dong. <laughs> so stupid. All right. So All right. um let's just get deep into it. What do you guys what what are what do you guys think um are some of the rising stocks here? Ooh, good question. So nice uh, one. 
Um, the the storyline that shocked me the most, which it was kind of also the shortest, was Miranda like kind of realizing she was in love with Steve. Um, I, I I'm not sure if I knew that was going to happen. I'm trying to remember like we saw the one woman Sex and the City show, which got the whole series spoiled for us. Um, right. <laughs> but like her knocking on Carrie's door, handing over Brady, saying, "Here, hold this," and then just immediately saying, "I'm in love with Steve," was like. Mm-hmm. whoa that was that well, was a big moment did you see question john did you did you see it happen in real time when when he said mommy and daddy like steve was like hold on brady mommy and daddy and then miranda shuts down i thought she was going to come at him i i interpreted it the way that steve interpreted it. later they went mm-hmm. to dinner and he was like i know why you're mad miranda i know you you think that I'm going to be hanging around too much. I'm getting too close and it's okay. I have another girlfriend. It's not nothing to worry about. I interpreted it. Her being like, it's okay if you're, you see Brady, but like, I don't want us to become a nuclear family. Like you're Steve Mm. and Brady. I'm Miranda and Brady. We are not a singular unit. And that's what I think Mm. he was good. That's what I thought she was going to get mad at him over. See, I felt like, and maybe it's because, like you said, we know the trajectory, but I felt like when I saw that happen, I, I could see it. I could see that's where it was going because, because like Miranda shuts down when she gets into any sort of like emotionally vulnerable situation. And so I was like, like he was like mommy and daddy. And then she was like, uh Oh, mommy, and daddy. But I guess, I guess I could see that that's like where it was going, where she was like, wait, mommy and daddy means we're together. I'm actually enjoying this. Now I got to put on this face to act like I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Do you, do you guys ever act like that when it like you're dealing with an emotional situation? Like when I'm like, okay, wait, do you mean, do we ever act like, do I shut down emotional situation like that? Well, so like I was watching that. I was like trying to process how she reacted. And I was like, whoa, that was like an inappropriate response. But then I thought about it more and I was like, I think I react that exact same way. We're getting personal. Yeah, We're getting personal this episode. So like when Katie and Let's I were personal. first starting started dating, you know, she like really wanted to become my uh, girlfriend. And I just completely shut down. And just like almost terminated mm. the entire relationship because mm. I don't think I was prepared to deal with the emotions behind it. And it just like mm. was, it was way easier for me to hit the abort button than it was to process how I felt and what she meant to me. And I feel like uh, that's, I mean, that's what Miranda did and, and watching it felt foreign, but then that is, I think, how I respond to some of the emotional things in my life. How how far into your relationship with Katie were you at that point? It was probably a couple months in. Like we had been uh-huh. seeing each other exclusively for a long time, and she was like, "You know, mm-hmm. where where are we at? I want to I want you to be my boyfriend." And I was like, "I think instead of thinking about that and processing that, I was just like, nah, I'm out.'" And um, wait, when you say a couple months in, like this might just be like minor details, but like, is that does that mean like six months in? Is that no, like probably three months three, in, two months, probably like three. Okay. Yeah, we'd probably gone on like 10 solid dates. Like we were definitely yeah. dating each other and like that's where we were were and where we were heading. And right. I was afraid to, I think I was afraid to define it because I was scared. And and yeah. her asking me about it instead of being like, okay, let's talk about this. I just shut down and ran away. And then of course, mm. like I like basically left her place and was like, I'm the biggest idiot in the world. And you know, Luckily, she mm. agreed to meet me at Grey Dog and talk about it. So um, <laughs> that's I, know, I just I think, think it was it was interesting seeing Miranda do that. Well, I think that's interesting too because it's like, what is there in? Um, I don't know. In some ways, this is a simple question. In others, it's like what the the every every relationship is about. But it's like, what is it that now, like you actually really cared for Katie, and she was like. I care for you. And you were like, I'm out. Like, what is it in Miranda? What is it in life? What is it in all of those situations that your first instinct, because I think it is with a lot of people, maybe not as aggressive as like how Miranda is. She's like very on the surface about it, but there's a lot of people like 
the instinct to move forward or to like press into intimacy or being honest with yourself is always difficult. Well, that's why I think it was it was also great that they bring up the stock the stock market analogy because I think like with investing, I'm also the same way. It's like a lot harder to be present than it is to just get up and leave the table. You know, like, that's interesting because John, because <laughs> John, you and I outside of the podcast have been talking about stocks recently and we had a whole conversation recently where it was like, do you sell or do you stay in? And that was like, that is the question. And I feel like I have stayed in, but it's because I've been like, uh, I don't want to lose anything. And so I'm just going to like, forget about like, like there's a risk involved and it totally. has to be a conscious risk. Yeah. And I think it's the same in relationships where you're like, you can stay in, in a thing, but just be like, oh, I'm staying in because ooh, I don't know. Well, it's you a know? lot harder then, to stay in. It's like, it's, it's always, I mean, sure. There's like some emotions involved and there's like a, a loss that you have to process, but it's generally easier to not deal with your emotions and just leave totally. get up and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I, I think it's. I think that's totally true. That reminds me of one of my favorite movies ever, Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. where yeah. he is, where he's dating. Um, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Will. It's not your fault, It's Will. not your fault. Hey, not you, Sean. Not it's you. It's not your don't fault. Don't fuck with me, Sean. It's not your fault. Sean, don't do this, fault. Sean. It's not your fault. <laughs> Sean. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest scenes. So good. Um, but no, but he, he talks about at the beginning, he's like, oh, this girl, like, like, I don't want it to go further. Cause I'm going to find out that like, she's not perfect and all this stuff. And then he just bails on the whole thing. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's because they didn't want to like face up with like what's actually going on. And yeah, I think, I, you know what? It's funny though. Cause it's like, it's, it's harder to walk it or it's, it's easy to walk away and cut your losses mm-hmm. and, and never find out what's there, which is something that like you, like you said with you and Katie, like you, yeah. you but then you like went back and you were like, I want to engage this. Yeah. I think it's also, I think the main thing is like staying present the whole yeah. time. Cause I think that it happens in a lot of relationships totally. when people stay in and they, they, they don't cut their losses, but they stay in and then they kind of don't address things for yeah. a long time also. Totally. And I think, I think what, what is scary in the dating climate nowadays. And like, for those of you who are single, my heart goes out to you seriously, because I think it's, it's more easier now than ever to just go someone to cut your losses, to swipe left. Mm. Like you can engage without having to emotionally invest at all nowadays, where I don't think that's how it was pre dating app era. And so, you know, you Mm. can, you can just like, Put your toe in the water, not feel, get out. Put your toe in the water, not feel, get out. Where it's like before I, you had to at least, you know, put yourself out there a little bit more. I And I feel like that's actually part of that, which does go along. I, I will say this is one of their strongest. I couldn't help but wonder like metaphors when there's a metaphor for a whole. Sometimes it, it's forced. It's like, yeah, yeah I couldn't help I but mean, wonder the, here's. But the this Sam- one is the Samantha one was obviously just like a silly one, but like <laughs> that wasn't a metaphor. That was insider just training, a thing trading. That was, but as a metaphor of like the market, one of the things that I think is true and interesting is that there is um, relationships or meeting other um, romantic or sexual parties is mm-hmm. it went from a valued commodity in some way to just like off the charts, like, what do you want? You can get anything you want right now. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing that a study, I feel like maybe, maybe you both have heard of it, but it was basically like they showed all these different shampoos and people were less satisfied if they had 50 different options of shampoos yeah, it's, than if they it's just the, had two. Dude, it's the paradox of choice. Yes. Yeah. And that's, and that's I, like some, some start stuff right there. We're condemned to be free. Like, like, choice is overwhelming it'll 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 just harm you 
Which brings us to our guest today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jean Paul Sartre. Jean Paul Sartre. Jean Paul Sartre. So the crazy thing that's happened during this pandemic is that things have gone insane, but we were able to reanimate the corpse of Jean Paul Sartre. It's fantastic. So, yeah. Um, he's here. You're a you a fan of Sex and City, also a playwright. What was it like writing No Exit, and how did you find the inspiration <laughs> to place this in hell? Okay, so, but it's true. It is. It's some heavy stuff that it's like, you know, like, um, I was close to being married, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. sad. I'm I'm not I'm not sitting around being like, man, like, I'm so glad I'm free now to do this. I am in other ways. But I know that that was just a choice. That was not a relationship I wanted to be in. But then mm. since then, there hasn't been this other thing of like, all right, it's sort of like you. I can re-choose now knowing that I was that close and be like, you can do anything. You marry an art artist or you marry someone who's like 40, someone who's 28 or someone dude, you, who you can go to a full-on leather gay club in the in the meatpacking district, dude. Dude, you could get in there. I I can't. It's not the right podcast for me to get in for how bad I want to go to the meatpacking district to one of those gay clubs. Like back in the like eighties. Yes, it would be we, an insanely insanely fun experience. I'll I, say this: like we need to we need to have a deeper dive on this. But like there was a time about, oh, I want to get back to our other conversation. I don't want to derail us from that. But there was a time about five years ago where I was walking down, I think it was 31st Street, right toward the High Line. And there was a party on the street that I believe happens every year. And it was a bunch of guys in like leather bondage gear outside. And I think it was like a remembrance type celebration party of like whatever was there it was at like 31st and 10th like at the top of the meat packing hmm. and it was a bunch of dudes at like 5 p.m in daylight out on the street in like leather bondage gear some of them in like assless chaps and i and i was i was walking to the high line and i was like where am i and also it's so fascinating like we Okay, we have, can I, to, we have to we have to do that as another episode to get on that rabbit hole. Can I workshop this thought with you and please help me process it because I've had it a few times. Which is <laughs> this. Yeah, it. we have That's to get it. back to another conversation. Which is too. listen, I have a degree in musical theater. I have many mm -hmm. many like friends that you would never guess were gay. Some that are very very effeminate. Some mm -hmm. that are some that are like ballet dancers and like and drag dancers or drag performers. Every type of of gay I'm I'm friends with and familiar with or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never been like, I want to hang out and be gay or be in this gay atmosphere. But there's this bar called the Mine Shaft <laughs> in the meatpacking district. And it was where Robert Maplethorpe was the who is a photographer. And he was like the resident photographer of the Mine Shaft, which is all of what they were showing that Kim Cattrall, where she lived, like that's based on that whole culture. But when I was like mm -hmm. watching this documentary and reading about Mop Robert Maplethorpe, I was like, if there's a gay culture I'd want to be in, it'd be that. It'd just be like everyone's leather. And there was this tub that apparently everyone was in and all these guys would stand around <laughs> and pee in the bathtub on a guy or jerk off on a guy. And I was like, listen, listen it's so funny for you to be sick. But I was like, I don't know. Like that seems just like hanging with the boys. <laughs> That seems like there's a masculine energy to that gay club. And I'm like, that seems like cool. Like a, you and a bunch of your dudes are just jerking off on one of your other dude friends. <laughs> I know that it seems like that, but push come to shove. Like, would you walk through the door? Is that something that you're going to go through? Well, I don't know. They also said like David Bowie would hang out there and Keith well, Richards would hang out there. This is kind of like when I was saying over, well, John, what were you going to say? I think, I think everyone's say. sexuality is fluid and there's levels and scales and you can, you know, and so I get that. I think that sounds I think intriguing want, and fun. I think I'd want to hang out there and then, and then be like, oh no, I don't want to go home with you. But like, this place is awesome. This is, this is more unique than most bars I go to. That that's like I was that, but that's like I was telling you when when uh, me and one of our one of our mutual friends this past New Year's I went to went to Amsterdam and Berlin. We were in Berlin and we were like, we got to go to Bergein. Yeah, Bergein is like the crazy dance club that's in a closed down power plant, and it's the one that's like famous for not letting people in. It's also the one that's famous for like 
the most insane, like debaucherous parties, but also just like weird stuff. And, and you know, I would say none of the three of us are club guys. None mm-hmm. of us, we, none of us go to clubs. Would we you go say bars, this but- though, Corey, would you say that like, I would be more intimidated to go to a sex club that had women there. Mm-hmm. But there's something about a sex club that's gay that it's like, then I can just be like, I'm in this crazy place, but it's almost more innocent <laughs> to me if it's a gay club. Cause then it's like, it's not me being like, yeah, look at those tits. Oh, it's I like, didn't think about that. That I don't know. There's just something I was like, I go to the I mean, like, shaft I've been to, hang. I went to a, it's like, blows, I went to a buddy. Remember my, blows for my bros. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I watch it every day, bro. I remember it. Can't How can I forget? Blows for bros. Blows for my bros. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get back on on track with Sex and the City. <laughs> we um, gotta get. Hold on. So wait, the thing that we left off on before Sex and the City was just we were talking about going forward in relationships. And yeah. So Miranda is in a place where she's hit that wall of fear, and you're saying that Carrie's talking her back into. I mean, Carrie gave, actually pushing in to be an honest to Steve. Yeah, Carrie gave her good advice because Miranda's like, forget it. She I never want to talk about it again. Don't even look at me. And Mer- and Carrie was like, listen, this is your life. I'm looking at you. I'm talking. You have to put yourself out there. And I 100% agree yeah. with her. Like, if you have those feelings uh, and, you know, Steve had those feelings, you have to go and at least tell him how you feel. She so, should have told. She definitely should have told him in the moment. And how how. Just well, she, how, can't, she can't help how she responds in the moment. I mean, but that's what I, I'm not saying she should have as in you like she should have. I'm saying it, she should it. have from a higher that it's like that. That's what makes good television because it's like we've all been there that it's like mm-hmm. you go with your expectation. You write out all your stuff and then you get there and it's like punch in the stomach. That's one of the mm-hmm. most that's one of the roughest things, even on top of Miranda's mom getting cancer. Yeah. One of the biggest like tonal shifts of like poor Miranda. Like that is that is her weak spot right there. Yeah. Like Yeah. Um, um let's let's I'm gonna move on to Charlotte and Harry. Um I, oh, I want to hear everyone's thoughts with, with Charlotte and Harry. All right. So remind so Charlotte and Harry, they what what's the first scene with them? Is it the dinner scene? Yeah, they, they. She talks about. She talks about. Um, at a, the first chat and chew, Charlotte is like, "Harry wants me to become Jewish. Like, why didn't he tell me that earlier?" And then at the first chat and chew, she's asking him about it, uh, and he's like, "It's important to me." And then while they're having sex, she's like, "It's not that important to you, is it?" And he's like, "No, no, no." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm so happy that you that you don't need me to become Jewish anymore." Yeah. And then that's when he's like, you know, my mother, I promise my mother, blah, blah, blah. Right. And and um and then once she sees how serious it is to him, she starts reading the Elizabeth Taylor book and starts um, you know, considering it. And then she's very honest with him and tells him her bottom line that she might not be able to have kids, which I think like to me great, yeah. great relationship right there. Just solid. Great relationship. To me, that was one of the moments that I mean, again, we've talked about it before, but like incredible Kristen Davis acting moment. I mean, oh, yeah. her doing that, like it, it literally like it, it like it, it made me get like a little choked up just like watching that because like that is a moment where like she's gone super far in with this guy. She's like, I really like this dude. And then she's like, listen, if that's your bottom line. And then she gets really vulnerable and is like, I got to be honest, my bottom line is if you talk about raising your kids Jewish, I might not be able to even give you kids. So if that's the case. If, if that's a deal breaker, then fine. Like yeah. I get it. And like, that was something that made me think about like, you know, where, I mean, you and Katie are married, but like Kevin, I aren't married, but like, you know, you, you get like, you get further in with someone and it's like, Oh, if kids is a deal and you're in with someone and you really love them. And then it's like, Oh, but that can't happen. That's like a fork in the road. And totally. so she really, she, her bringing that out, like, that honestly that's that was like a huge risk i would mm-hmm. give that's that's why i feel like that there's so much stuff about charlotte where it's like she wanted this like pristine life went for it it didn't work out and then she's putting herself out there again but she i feel like she really has gone on this like quote unquote journey of just being like hey i want this but now i don't know if i can so like she's in a i think she's in one of the most vulnerable places of all of them and at least right now and I would give a I would give a bratty 
I just made this award show up. It's a, it's okay. a bratty award. I'll take a bratty. Ladies and gentlemen, give... the award, the first bratty award goes to... <laughs> first bratty goes to... For... Um, tater. Moonlight. To Tater. No, not Moonlight. <laughs> just wait. Look. look. I would give um, I would give Kristen Davis an award for that scene of best acting of her character so far. Oh, I, when, there was when, some like really strong stuff with Trey when she was like really being vulnerable with him hurting her. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was on that same level. Yeah, and, and it was. I, and it, I would agree. It's in the yeah. It's in the ballpark easily. And it, and it but it but you're right, Corey. It, it kind of it came out of nowhere in a way of like you're just watching the episode being like he has all of this momentum against her all of this uh he's saying all his stuff and then she brings hers back and it kind of levels the relationship in a way that i feel like that is what happens when you are vulnerable like he's saying all the stuff and then instead of her being like whatever i'm not going to tell him about my issue Mm -hmm. she met him where he was at and that was like you're like oh my gosh that's going to be a huge thing in their relationship now a huge step of her coming towards him you know it it was also Mm -hmm. great um, because I feel like she demonstrated like a really healthy communicative r- relationship in which she struggled, her and Trey struggled with that. And to see that relationship juxtaposed with the start of Carrie and Berger, you know, where, where Carrie was like, this isn't high school anymore. This is life. And then she sees Berger and literally gets up and runs away and hides behind a mailbox, like, <laughs> like, a, high, like, a, like a middle schooler. And it's just like, oh, like it's, it's painting a really good tone for the relationship that her and Berger are probably going to have. It seems pretty, yeah. it, see, it felt from the get go, like pretty juvenile. Pretty. Well, I feel juvenile. Oh, I thought you meant Jew, as in because Harry Goldenblatt is Jewish. <laughs> no, I meant. Ju- no, I'm just. <laughs> I meant. I meant juvenile. Uh, like, like, like. You meant a, he meant a young Jewish relationship. Juvenile. Juvenile. Yeah. That's what he meant. Yeah. I would say that one issue that Kristen Davis and Harry Goldenblatt or Charlotte and Harry are going to have going forward is if they have these intense relationships right before it comes. It's just going to cause fight after fight after fight. It's, it's totally. Confusion it's like, confusion. do you want to move? Do you want to move out of the city? Yes, I'll move anywhere. I'll move. I'll move to Paramus, New Jersey. And then, then she's yeah. like, I bought a house in Paramus. You're on Street Easy the next day. And he's like, babe, that was right before I was about to come. She's like, you do this every time. Yeah. You Will you open me an art gallery? Time. Fuck yes. I'll open you an art gallery. What? I'm like, not opening gosh. an art gallery. I'll, I'll watch I'll tell our you kids. What, for all you female listeners out there. Truer words have never been spoken than than Harry Goldenblatt just saying, I can't remember my (laughs) name right before I come. (laughs) And then after you're like, what am I doing? I guess if not, if you're with your wife, but if you're, you know, if you're at the mine shaft, look at staring into a bathtub. Listen, listen, if you're at the mine shaft, you're, you're saying anything. You're throwing out your ATM password at that point. You're throwing out your, it doesn't matter. Tub of no names because not a single guy there knows. knows who he's what he's called what his occupation uh, is he knows nothing hey, about hey himself. you guys hey you guys want to go join me at the anonymous tub <laughs> you know? oh man that sounds like something from game of thrones slash a gay club the tub, the of, no tub of no names <laughs> the tub of no names um uh let's talk about aiden let's get let's get into aiden let's Good get in that let's Lord. get into freaking tater tater first of all well, you know what? Before Tater, let's just talk about how they choreograph that scene. Carrie's running down the street, running away from Burger because she's embarrassed. Running away from Burger, she doesn't she's look embarrassed. I guess this was on the Upper West Side because they end up going to that movie theater. Yeah, yeah, her and Miranda were talking like right by Lincoln Center, I think. Yeah, so then it looks like she was running over near where like Alice's teacup was. You remember where that place was in like the eighties? Yeah, she's she's in like Columbus or whatever, but like. Comes up behind Aiden in all denim. There Just he is. Kevin's showing us the picture right now. Listen, we rip on Aiden so much. What an absolute fucking stud. I just Well, and like before he turns around with the denim baby Bjorn or the blue baby Bjorn, he's just in like head to toe denim from the back, like slow turnaround, like a freaking gap commercial. Look at that. Look at that, dude. He looks great. It's it's great too because you 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 can't see how large his head is because it's the only thing in no. frame 
That's true. There's nothing. If you, had, if you could put a bowling ball beside it, you would see that bowling ball looks like an orange. Yeah, dude. But banana, banana to scale would really mess up that picture. <laughs> but he turns around. They and then I mean, like, if we didn't, know, I well, I'll say this: we've seen memes, we've known about the Aiden baby reveal. I didn't know this was where it was going to be. I didn't know about it, but you know about it. No. See, I saw it. Someone sent it to us one time, and I saw the meme because I remember. Uh, I think we put a thing up on Father's Day one time. Oh, okay, because someone had sent it to yes, us. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. <clears throat> so I knew that it was coming. I just didn't realize it was coming this episode, but. Him turning around and then the reveal of that. Imagine if you were watching this in like 2001, 2002, and then you're like, oh, what shoot. the fuck? That's also like right in the time when like Gap Denim was really big and stuff. And it's like Aiden's just like full Canadian tuxedo. I mean, that look is back. Like like Kevin oh. Kevin rocks that look. First, that's, that's his first day look. Kevin's D on D all the time. Dude. Are you D on D right now? Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm D on D. Look at that. Yeah, of course. Look, Kevin's D on D Kevin's as we record. Off. I'm dude, D on D and I'm wishing that, I was that, dude, that has to be your gay club. D on D. Oh, dude, D on D. D on D on D. And it's a Dungeons and Dragons themed gay club that you have to wear denim to get into. It's hey, just hey, all hey. Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, grab uh Go ahead and grab a drink and head up. Everybody's jerking off on, <laughs> into a pile of denim upstairs. If you in the tub of no names, hey, <laughs> everyone's in the tub and then of no we're, names. And then my bard character is going to go on a quest and slay some goblins. Oh yeah. man, that's what you call that's what you call having sex with another dude, slaying a goblin. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're going to go goblin slaying. It, the really the bar would be called D on D, D on D, D on D. Denim on denim, Dungeons and Dragons, and then D on D. Yeah. D on D. That's the bar. Yeah. D, D on D, 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 on D, D, D on D. D on D three. Um, D on D three. There you go. Yeah, but he's just he's looking like just a sexy motherfucker. Oh, he looks great. Mm. Yeah. And he we're looks not fantastic. ones to really give Aiden a ton of compliments. That's but yeah, no. he looks great. And and you know what? Even even his this is maybe I'm reading it to, into it too much because it was a quick interaction, but it's like. Even some of his goofiness is gone. It's just like, you know. Although yeah. although being like, you want to come in? You want to meet my wife? Like that was There's like a little a, like, bit of that. What? Him being like, why don't you come in and meet? Why don't you come in and meet Tater's mom? <laughs> come on, dude. I married, no, another, I, I married another furniture designer. I like that because <laughs> I think I think that that is, hey, this is who I am now. And like, I, I, it's a polite thing to do. It's not like, oh, it is. you're in my former relationship. It's just being like, no. hey, meet my wife. Like, I'd love for, hey, for that to happen. Here's the thing, though, with that. It, I get it. I think it's polite and I think it's confident. I also feel like, though, if it happened that she walked up, he'd be like, this is Tater's mom, Tadette. You know, <laughs> like he mm -hmm. would introduce her. But I do feel like it's a thing where it's like, oh, she's in there shopping. You want me to go get her? Yeah. You want to meet her? Stay out here. I'll go get her. There's kind of a deal where it's like read the room a little bit. Just that's what I'm like, saying. And like, that's and what like, I'm like. What we were that, engaged. What is that? Really, you what is that conversation? Like it's like. Sorry, go ahead. If she walks out, sorry, I was just gonna be like, if she walks out, like, yeah, you're not embarrassed of the mother of your child. You're like, this is the lady. Yeah, like, hey, this is Carrie. You've obviously probably heard about her. Like, this is Carrie. But there is a little bit of a thing where it's like, hey, you want to come in and meet her? Like, I don't know. I I feel like it's like just let it lie where it's at. I Kevin, Kevin's, Kevin's. Why know, do you disagree? Kevin's tuned in Aiden because, the most because he's got the D and D. So he, he yeah, yeah is, he gets is it because you're. Is it because he's your other denim guy? He's another denim guy, and I just we stick together. So, no, um, I don't disagree. I was kidding, but also I think that they had a lot to get to. It was the closing scene, and so it was a quick way to say it. And he didn't keep on. I don't think he was pressing it for a flex. It was just like, yeah, no, this is where so. he's like. And and she was a significant. I think that's where the banter came from between them. That was like, I know, like, like there was a there was a sense of the way she said it. He said it that was like, it should have been you. It could have been you, but is another furniture person. That's how it should have ended up. Do you want to meet her? Like, it didn't. Yeah. I guess if if he had cheated on her, then I'd be like, whoa, dude. But instead, I feel like if you meet that person that broke your heart. You broke my heart. Mm -hmm. There's a thing that he's like, I'm glad I'm not with Carrie Bradshaw, but she is one of those big 
people in his psyche that really mm-hmm. did break her heart. So there may have been like a slight, like I'm doing fine. Meet my person that I think, mm. I think I can forgive him for that. All right. I can you say, sold me. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm I don't, board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hold nothing against Aiden in that. I, I totally agree with you. I just think the move in that thing is like, Hey, great to see you like that kind of thing. And um, if he didn't have a baby, it would be different. I think having the baby true. is like, who was this tater? person? You mean Tater? You mean, you mean Tater? tater? Tater the baby? Are you talking about Tater? Talking about hey, so Dude, if Tater t- has a little brother, what's Tater's brother's little name? Tot, man. There um, you go, Tater Tot, bro. Dude, Dude what I if feel tater like we need tot. to do a Tater Talk. A t- <laughs> we Dude, talk about babies, um, babies and potatoes. Tater Talk is Tater Talk is Tater Talk is Aiden doing baby talk to Tater. Can we get a sample oh, without man. a theme song? Let's get it. Let's, y'all get it. Y'all give a theme song. And well, John, wouldn't you do Tater Talk? You do the best Aiden impression. Tater Talk. Tater Talk. It's Tater Talk. Tater, tater, tater Talk. Tater Talk. Mash it up. Cook it up. Fry it up. It's Tater Talk. Tater Talk. How's my wubby bubby little taby tady doing? That's that was it. <laughs> oh, we got a little. You said you got something wedged there? You Hey cute sour tutti. cream. Tate, hey tate. buddy. I made you a little butcher block in the shop today because one day you're gonna be able to cut it up and make some big old chunky Pete. wedge fries. Pete! <laughs> Tate! Hey buddy. Hey, Tate, you wanna take Pete out to go to the bathroom, buddy? Could be a Pete hey, and Petey and Tatey walkie walk. Dude, All right, let's dude, talk what, about Chip Kilkenny. Wait, didn't he call her another name when she left? Didn't he? Did he, he said bitch under his breath. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not crazy. Okay, bitch, hey, listen, before shot. we move to Chip Kilkenny, before we move to Chip Kilkenny real quick, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. The the incredibly graphic moment of just baby poop dripping oh, down Miranda's face. Gosh. What in the hell? She's had some dude jizz on her face in a tantric workshop, and now she's just got... Like drippy baby shit rolling down her face. If like we ever get Cynthia for it. on the podcast, we need to bring up the fact that she just got like she was the 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 brunt of all the disgusting bodily so fluids. Much. In so the, in much, so much. Yeah, that the w- Gaffigan scene, like so much stuff with that her. That is one of those things that is impressive about the show. Like they show that it's like farts and shit and come like they they're very free <laughs> with their yeah they are like way more than most shows have been like it's not like a very like cutesy show when it's like ooh what's that like it's like no this is what it's like yeah, yeah. moms we write in if any any if any mom has ever got shit on their face yeah from their i want to know i want to know and the, and been so like chill about it to be like oh get it off yeah. all right let's move on to chip kilkenny um Chip yeah, we don't have to spend a ton of spend a ton of time with Chip Kilkenny. Um, like pe- people love Chip. People said when we did Bradness that he was the hottest guy in in the show. And yeah, I might totally. I might agree with that. He's pretty hot. Chip had it figured out, man. One thing I thought I thought was so funny is there was a few different people that were like, "Chip is great," but it actually they were legit would write in and be like, "But." what he did with insider training really was immoral. Like they were, they were like super concerned with being like, I just like, he was sexy, but I was very conflicted by his relationship to his work. And he didn't, he, he broke the law. Okay. And so, yeah, can you separate I thought the art for, from the artist. I mean, no, I, I thought when he got arrested for a second, I was like, wait, was Samantha an informant? Is that Ooh. how they found out? But that's, that, but I think it's just that he that was doing that That could be some fun fan fiction though. Sam Jones. That could be cool that Samantha was like undercover with, with, with the, the Fed. She works for the SEC. Yeah, totally. Well, you could, <laughs> you could totally tell that that scene was like, and, and in, in a good way, it was like, is this realistic? Probably not. Is it great television? Certainly. Yeah, abso- totally. Absolutely. Quick, absolutely. Quick banter. Quick thing with the cops, like, can I use my, you know, like all that stuff. It's like, that's not how it would have happened, but it was great. It was great. Um, And I'll say this, watching Kim Cattrall, she's just looking banging. I mean, everyone was like, I I will bring up one fashion thing. I did notice Kim Cattrall had on this dress with like eight bit bananas on it. 
Did you guys Dude, see oh, the yeah. first Dude, the banana sweater dress was amazing. And I turned to Katie. I was like, I want that sweater. And she's like, oh, so now you notice? Like, she's like, you never notice fashion. I was like, it's the 8-bit. It's like the old 8-bit look. It's It was awesome. It's that. And it's it also war, it's the Velvet Underground Warhol one, right? I mean, was that ins- the inspiration or no? Uh, I don't know. I used to have a banana sweater. And oh, I think yeah. it was just that it had a banana on it. Remember a banana sweater when I had it? Any banana oh. after 1967 is Andy Warhol. That's true. That's true. That's true. They're probably it used all, to be, yeah. monkeys used to be known for them. And then Warhol took and it then over. And Warhol took it over. Now monkeys are like, come on, man. We were eating those for thousands of years. I do a banana that's peel. True. That's just a good prank. That's just a good gag. That's classic comedy. Classic. You, you put a banana peel in front of someone walking down the hallway. Woo. Yeah, it's a good joke. Yeah, right. Who needs some practical jokers? Just just get a uh, <laughs> get a banana get peel. A banana on the peel. Um, pr- let's do um, let's do our rating. Cool. Uh, it feels so good to do a Cosmo rating again. I know. I'm I I I'm already. I want to I want to write it rate it well. This is a tough one. This is a tough one for a lot of reasons because our first one back in so long. It's our first one of season six. It's our first one of the final season. Mm. <sighs> this is tough. I have my rating. I think I have mine as well. I'll do mine. My, okay. All right, ready? Three, two, one, four point three seven five. Oh man, what? would you say, I John? Four point five. I loved this episode. Yo, dog. I thought What'd this episode. Do? This episode had Shoot. two chat and shoes. It had um, all the characters had great lines. It had a great reveal with Miranda and Steve. It had a great reveal with Aiden. It had some heart with with Charlotte and Harry. It had some comedy with with Chip Kilkenny and Samantha. It was funny. It was sexy. It was stylish. We were back in the city. I, listen, I, I I probably should have given this episode a five. This was one of my favorite episodes. I mm. absolutely Oof. loved it. It set the tone for season six. And even though we were watching it away from each other, I was still so excited. This was great. It was so much fun. I just love Kevin, it. you go. Um, on top of what John's saying, I, I, I loved it. I thought it had all the elements We're we're able to bring in things from the past now that are not just like, Oh, remember last season? It's like, Oh, remember this other part of these characters lives. So it's Mm. not a reference to another season. It's like a reference to the journey that we've all been on with, with Aiden and with where Steve is at now. It's like, everything is, is. Um, coming together in a really cool way. Two chat and shoes, one chat and poo. That's where um, Steve and Miranda were chatting and also she had poo on her face. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And I would say that some of some solid acting, yeah. like the Miranda and Kristen Davis, uh, Charlotte scene, those emotional scenes, one was more emotive and the other was more with Miranda, it was more her like not showing emotion but there's some heaviness there and i thought that they were both very much grounded in reality and grounded in what we experience in adult life ages 35 36 38 40 those ages of being like oh shit i I, do i want to have kids where's this relationship going what are Mm -hmm. we doing because i can't just be around like just banging randos in the basement of my art thing like you're not shmuel you're harry harry goldenblatt you know? same religion different person yeah mm-hmm. um and so for that i give it a 4.25 just because at the end of this whole thing i don't want to have fives everywhere because i you know i've had some wine i'm happy to see you all i give this mm-hmm. interaction with us a five but i give mm-hmm. it a 4.25 tater talk tater talk it's a five <sighs> okay so i screwed up um I, I was, I really, uh, listen, and you know what, you know, Miranda, so conflicted. It's Miranda, so... Miranda, Miranda screwed up in this episode and you screwed up in the rating. That's okay. I want you to do what Miranda didn't say what you mean, say what Thank you, you feel. Thank you for giving me that it's forum and allowing me. It's not your fault. Not you, Kevin, <laughs> not you. Don't mess with me, Kevin. Um, I gave it a three, seven, five, and I'm going to re-rate that. Here's the here's the reason I did. I hope I, you just come at it with like a two. <laughs> I'm gonna re-rate it. It was a one. It was a 0.75. Um, I uh I I I held back because I was like, 
I, when we were watching it, I was so excited to watch this sitting in my living room, watching it with, with you guys and Katie on zoom and just being like, we're all just here. And, and, uh, but then I was like, don't let that get in the way of what you really think of this episode. And I was like, it's season six. We're not in season three. We've been here. But and then I was like, yeah, you were excited to see those parts of New York. You haven't been to the Upper West Side in months, but don't let that get in the way of you rating this episode. But I was wrong. I I, I think and I don't want to give it a four point two five because Kevin did. I'm like, this is how my mind works. My mind, my mind. My mind, like, <laughs> as I go through it, this is how I like do my days in life. I'll be like, don't get too happy about this. Listen, just like understand the way everything's working. And so I'll like tamp things down. So I'm going to go up from a three, seven, five, and I'm going to go to a four. Wait, all of that for a quarter of a point raise? Because <laughs> I can't go to a four, two, five or a four, five. That's what you guys did. That's just going to make me look like I'm not critical. This uh, is my, wait, this is my question. What do you really go through life trying to not be too happy? I go through life going. I, I, yeah, I go through things being. All right, I'm coming incredibly, down. Incredibly, cri- in, incredibly critical. I'm to at be a three like, seven listen. five. Then that's what I'm going with. <laughs> I don't want to bring you down. I just brought you down point seven five. All right, I'll be a four. <laughs> You know what? No, I really do. But you know what, Kevin? No, this is interesting because you said you were like, I don't want to do all fives. I've had some wine. So like you're doing a little bit of the same thing. I know, but but the way you describe <laughs> But I also like after John said 4.5, I wasn't like, like, it's so funny. I, I just want you to be happy, man. I appreciate it. I want to I want to be happy. I just too. want you to rate with your heart. That's it. Are you a four? I think- Are you a four now, Corey? I'm easily a four. What are you, right. John? I'll be whatever Corey is. What? No. Come I'm, on. A four, I'm a four. I'm a four point five. You're a four five. What four are you, Kevin? Five. I'm a four point two. I'm five. a four point two five. I'm going up to four point two five. Perfect. Dude, I th- that's good. That's a good a good rated episode. It was a great it's episode. A gr- it was a great episode. We got an Aiden back. We got a lot of stuff. All right. We got an Aiden Thanks. back. We had. We had the tater reference. I mean, that was one of the coolest things. That was things. legendary. It's, that we um, just make sure you. we we'll save, save. Make sure we save our audio so we don't lose that because it's yeah. so beautiful. Oh, it's I so know, good. right? Um, hey, rate our, thank you. rate our episode five Cosmos on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Go rate us five Cosmos on iTunes. Tell us who your favorite minor character is. We didn't even talk about the dude with the sty that Carrie went on oh a weird gosh. first date with. I get What's sty, his name? sty all guy. The time. I'll, I remember when Steph, yeah, I'll pull up his and name. the guy that fell back in his chair. Yeah, that dude, him falling back in his chair. A pigeon landed on his head. Have you ever dude, been on Willie, a date where Willie a pigeon Applegate. landed on your head? Leave us a review. Reference Willie Applegate. Pigeon head. We'll read it on the air. Um, yes. Pigeon head Willie Applegate. We love you guys. We're so excited to be back. Thank you so much for listening, being part of the Pop-Tart it's family. It's great to be back. Um, do we, we got so many more fun things coming up, too. Do we agree on a sign-off? We were, we were, toying, we were toying with a sign-off, but everyone that we came up with is just way too sexual. Yeah. Um, let's just we do, can't a sign do the Capote sign-off sign for just today. Um, sign-off for today has got to be tater-focused. Tater tater-focused. Stay tater-focused, y'all. Stay tater-focused. All hey, right. stay tater-focused. All right, everybody. All right. Stay, hey, stay tater focused. Hey guys, hey guys, tater focus. Eyes on the fries. This is why All we right? need to sign off. <laughs> Eyes on- <laughs> All right, bye. 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 The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>